This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is reviewing the book, I Call Bullshit. So I just wrapped up reading I Call Bullshit, Live Your Life, Not Someone Else's by Joshua Miller. And it was a book that was admittedly passed over to me or brought up to me by a good friend of mine, Grant. Grant had posted about it, Grant had shared about it, and it was passed to him by an uh, ex-employer of his, Steve Weatherford. And come to find out, Steve's actually in the foreword of the book. Now, Steve used to play for the New York Giants and has some of had some interactions with, so it just felt right. So what I found in my life is, again, the five-second rule I've talked about in other episodes, where if someone recommends something to me, if I'm actually going to do something about it, I'm really going to take action, I have to do it right then. It's not that I disrespect them or I don't want to do it, it's just I get too consumed. So Grant said, hey, I'm reading this book. I pulled it up on Amazon and bought it within five seconds of him saying, I'm reading it. Now, it's a blessing and a curse from where I sit because Lindsay gets all the Amazon notifications. So literally three or four times a week, she sends me a screenshot with basically, what the fuck did you buy now? Laughingly, it's not serious, but it's a fact of I'm buying stuff consistently. Like if you look at the bookshelf that I have in my office, a year ago at this time, I might have had five books on this shelf, maybe more. I didn't even have a shelf. I just had five or six books. Like, man, I really got to double down on this. I got to commit to a book a week. And pretty close to so, I've read about a book a week. And so in the past week, I read I Call Bullshit. And out of all the self-help vertical books, out of all the things that I've read to expand my mindset and capacity, this is the easiest one to read with the most practical application. I don't know Joshua Miller. I've never seen him before. I, I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. I don't know that I need to. You know, it's crazy the way the world works. I believe that we're all connected in some capacity. I believe there's a universal oneness that exists. So I share that Joshua Miller is the book that I'm reading. And a gentleman that comes to our wedding named Danny Carb, who lives in Venice Beach, California, messaged me and says, man, that's a great book. I went to high school with Joshua. I know him very well. So, well, man, that's incredible. Do me a favor, introduce me to him. I want him on my podcast. And so, lo and behold, Joshua Miller now is introduced to me, and he's going to be on the podcast at some point. Don't know when, but it's going to come. But whether he's on the podcast or not, I promise to give you an, a true review of this book. And I can't say enough great things about it. Like The book starts out, it's, it's really pretty easy. There's just two parts to it. The first part of the book is really the self-help needs. Like, what do you need as a person that's searching for more? Like, what are you hoping to achieve? which is no different than we start in Warrior, no different than Tony Robbins starts, no different than anybody else starts. It's what are you hoping to achieve? What do you don't like about your life now that you want to make a change in? Because you can't make a change until you address what the actual issue is. And that all starts with literally chapter two and part one is looking in the mirror, like truly taking stock of exactly where you're at in this moment. Like no bull bullshitting, no lying. Again, a warrior principle, something we live our life by. Stop fucking lying. Like, stop lying to yourself right now. you got to be true with it. And the third part of that first series of the book is authenticity. Which is crazy. Because this entire fucking podcast is about just being authentic. And encouraging you to be authentic. I don't want anybody that's listening to this to be anything you're not supposed to be. So you can see in these first three chapters in the first part of the book, like I'm in love with this because this is exactly how I live my life. But these are things I've been taught by other people that were obviously passed down to them by other people 
because I don't believe at this point in the universe there's any new ideas really. I, I believe if we all picked up 20 different books, we could put together pieces and parts and then have a pretty healthy discussion on which one came first and how that inspired the next author. I mean, I'm writing a book, and so I can't help but be influenced by all the other stuff that I've done in my life. No different than Joshua, who wrote this book, or Garrett, who has Wake Up Warrior, or Tony Robbins with Jim Rowe. Like, it was all the same. Like, we've all got inspiration from somewhere. So there's a book, once you address where you're at, and what you really want, and what authentically makes you happy. The next part then is teaching you tips and tricks on how to achieve more for your life. The most impactful part of this was a chapter to me that's positive mindset, action, thoughts, and speech. And so, so much in life, it's so easy with social media and the regular media and those people that surround us or our social environments to get bogged down in the negativity. Like it's easy to get stuck in that vortex. Like you know you should be positive. It feels way better to be happy and looking forward than it does to be looking backwards. But it's tough. Like it's, it's a daily chore for a lot of people. It used to be for me. But we start shifting your mindset and creating new frames, which is an NLP process, which I'm gonna do a review on one of those books here very shortly. When you shift that frame, and you start to create your own reality in the moment, you realize that you are truly responsible for positivity. You're responsible for the plus and the minus. Like at any given moment, you can shift your physiology from negative to positive. It's just a mental state of being. And in this, Joshua does a phenomenal job of giving you actionable steps to make that happen. Like it's really, really crazy how it all comes together. The other part to me is relationships. And relationships end up being chapter eight in this. And the relationship module or chapter or, or part, it all starts really and ends with a certain level of self-confidence, which waters back down to the, the principle, if you don't love yourself, how could you love somebody else? Like if you don't feel good in your own skin, how can you ever fully give your love to another individual? I don't know. I mean, to me, you can't. And that's what Joshua goes into in this book more and more is, trying to convince you to have a level of confidence, like who you are and what you are is good. It's great. It's divine. It's no different than I share with you guys on most days. Like you are one of a kind. Even if you're a twin, your chromosomes are not exactly identical to your twins. They're slightly different. So with that being the case, how can you not find deep-rooted self-confidence if shown the tools on how to drag that out? You know, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to drag out that self-confidence. And I want to share with you a couple of little things from the book that I took away that had benefit for me. That they're really easy tips for finding that self-confidence. So it's crazy. When I reverse engineer this, I started working for a custom clothing company at the minute I had the lowest amount of self-confidence in my life. Damn near broke. If it wasn't for Lindsay, I would have been completely broke. House foreclosed on, truck repoed. I mean, name of the things that were going on. And of all things, I got into custom clothing. So number one is put yourself together and dress well. It wasn't a conscious thing I was doing, but it did make me feel good. It made me feel much better to have my suit and tie on every day. And maybe you could say I was showing off for other people. In some capacity, maybe. It just felt really good to have a custom garment put on that I knew wasn't made for anybody else, that fit me the way it was supposed to. Be kind. How difficult is it just to be kind? Like I've shared before, when you're at the, the grocery store or the local 
Chipotle, wherever you eat at, it takes an extra 30 seconds to look the cashier in the eye, say thank you so much, I sincerely appreciate it, and say the cashier's name because they all have name tags. It's like, I can't imagine what it's like to be in your position, but I appreciate what you've done for me. And be genuine, be heartfelt, be grateful in the moment, be kind. That's going to change the way you feel inside. Be prepared. Start setting up the next day at night before you go to bed. Take an extra 10 minutes before you lay your head on a pillow and plan out your next day and visualize the successes that are coming. Know what it's going to feel like. Don't try to pick apart the twists and turns. Just know the wins you're going to get. Go out and exercise. I sweat every morning. Shit, admittedly, in this hot-ass podcast office, I'm sweating right now. My back is soaked. But sweat every day. More than an athletic capability than just sitting in a hot room. Switch off your autopilot for once and make some deliberate decisions. Or in theory, do something for yourself one day a week. Plan a date night with yourself to take deliberate intention to do something that fills up your cup, not somebody else's. Like it's super easy to just get in the mundane rut of what your life is. Monday through Friday, get up, be to the office by 8, leave at 5, fight rush hour traffic to come home, hopefully have dinner with the family at 6.30 or 7, unwind, watch some TV, talk to the kids, maybe do some homework, put them to bed, you go to bed, and you get up and go all over the next day. You become on autopilot. It's your subconscious mind. It's, it's taken over. It's, that's in control. What you need to do is create that shift. And when you create the shift and you start thinking with your non-subconscious mind, your analytical mind, it is going to trigger some new events inside you. Trust your intuition. Okay, so if you meditate every day, you'll eventually have a higher connection with whatever you want to call it. God, the universe, unicorn princess, I don't care who it is that you believe in is the ultimate ruler. That doesn't matter to me. But I guarantee when you find that peaceful time and that tranquility and you allow yourself to block out you're almost your own mind and you just connect, that intuition is going to increase. You're going to have a better understanding of just that gut response that happens every day. The last part is to just be yourself. Like you don't need to be accepted by others. You don't need to make somebody else happy. Like the majority of my adult life, I sat around trying to figure out how to make other people happy, how to fit into what other people thought was normal, how to make sure I didn't rock the boat. And that came from some deep-rooted shit from my childhood. Have my mother and father argue and fight and physical abuse and alcoholism and all the things that went on in that time period. And it took all the way until the past year to unwind that and realize the fact that I'm good with who I am. Like I'm a fucking awesome person. And so are you. I don't care how shitty you've been in your life. That was yesterday. That doesn't define you. That's just a moment in time. Like you can truly choose to be somebody else tomorrow. I'm living proof. I have done all the bad shit you're not supposed to. And at this moment in my life, I have phenomenal people and endless opportunity around me. Just have to accept yourself. And through that acceptance, life becomes way easier. The, the last chapter in this book that, that really touches home for me was when you find inspiration in other people. You know, we've all heard that you're the sum total of the five people you hang around the most. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing for you. 
for me for a long time was a fucking horrible thing. I just couldn't see it. And I actually thought that whole thing was all bullshit. But as I started to look around and emulate those that were better than I was, better doesn't mean they're physically a better person. It means that they are at a different point in life than I am, and I wish to have what they have. So I befriended those people. I asked them questions. And when I asked the questions, I started implementing what they shared with me. See, me as someone that likes to give back, I love it when you guys message me and have questions about how I live my life. And I'll share it with you openly. No cost. Don't care. But what drives me fucking up a wall is when that happens and I look back a month and a half, two months down the road, and I can see very clearly you haven't made any changes at all. You've just flapped your gums and wanted some information to try to get closer. It's pointless. Like, what's the point? Like, there is no point. I can answer the own, my own question. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard before. Just save your time and save mine. Like, I'm all for finding people that you want to emulate. Find people that you believe have something better than you have. Get to know them. Understand more about them. Understand what makes them tick. Understand how they became successful. And then take what they taught you and apply it consistently until you start to see results. I don't know what that timetable is going to be for you. For me, it took four or five months to really start to see changes. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less for you. Either way, I Call Bullshit took me a whopping three and a half days to read. I am not a speed reader. I don't pride myself on reading fast. I don't even attempt to read quickly. What I do make sure I do every time I read a book is I read for purpose, not for outcome. I don't read because I want to finish a book. I read going into it with a set intention every day. And that intention is to find a message. The message I might be able to find it in two pages or 10 pages. It could be 50 pages, but I commit and I leave enough time in my day that I can read for as long as I need to because it's that important to me. And for that, admittedly, in Joshua's book, I found way more than one gift a day, one more, way more than one message. I found consistent messages, so much so that it drew me in and wanted me to, I kept wanting to read it every day. So I would get four, five, six applicable messages. Difference being, reading for a message is good. Reading for a message you can apply is better. And then actually applying it is, is great. So I'll take things from the book. I write them down in a journal. And then I start applying them in my life. And I take my own temperature the next morning. Like I look back before I start to read like, all right, this is what I read yesterday. Did I apply? Did I not? And start stacking this stuff on top of each other. And no different than any other episode. If you read these books and you apply what's in them to your own life and take the nuggets out that you find value in, that ends up being the epitome of getting shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.